hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Mystics Podcast. Welcome back to the castle. Uh, I am psychic medium, trans channel, Riz the Wiz, as always, here with... Lady O, and I'm an empath and intuitive. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, some of you guys who have known us throughout the years have seen us over the last decade and a half. We've dedicated our lives to exploring all things that are mystical and magical. That means in the realm that is beyond what we see with these two eyes and how to open your third eye and to really awaken to that that unknown reality that lives around us at all times, within us even. When you, you wanted to talk about trans-channeling for this episode, mm. I was thinking to myself, this is like a 10-part series. I mean, this is not something you fit yeah, in in a yeah. short little episode, but it's you know brave of you to tackle this topic today. But I would just like to say, mm. you know, um, not for trying to sound like I'm tooting our own horn, but I'm proud to say that you're one of the top trans-channels in the world. Do your homework. I just want to let you know that it's well, an you. honor, even though I'm your wife, as your friend, counterpart, and peer, to be able to talk to you about what this ability that you have, this talent that you were born with, apparently, because you know anybody who's ever tried to trans-channel as a full trans-channel, multiple spirit guides, wisdom teachers from the other side to groups of people in a live public audience for up to three to four hours at a time. What's our record? What is for it? over a decade. We did six. Once. Yeah, six hours straight. Mm -hmm. um, and communicating, you know, with people and giving them private messages in a public setting um, really hasn't really been done in modern history. Anyway. Yeah, a, a lot of the trans channels, done, and if you guys don't know what trans channeling is, trans channeling is when a medium or a channeler is able to go into a deep meditative trance, leave their body, go into a very deep state of not being here, and the spirit guides step through and use the body and the voice box to communicate and give messages that range from wide metaphysical knowledge to really um, about history as well, but rarely personal messages to a group. Sometimes they'll give it one-on-one. -on -one. There are great channelers in history who have done this. Edgar Casey. if you don't know who Edgar Casey is, Edgar Casey was an incredible channel. By the way, did you know that I have the same numerology in the same order as Edgar Casey? That's right. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. remember? I remember one time we talked about that. Yeah. And we should talk about numerology as well in, in a future episode. But how do you explain channeling? Um, do you want to talk about how you explain it? You know, this is something that I have been trying to understand myself. Mm -hmm. I have had moments where I've, I thought I was probably trans channeling and being a full trans channel in front of people. Uh, it was very extraordinary circumstances that I was able to do that. But the way you do it is you sit down in a chair just like this and you close your eyes and you do a little meditation with everyone. It's online. You can look at hundreds of YouTube channels sure. or, or YouTube uh, shows of you doing that. But and you just close your eyes and then you open your eyes and there's a spirit guide talking through you. Now, you have talked about how this happened, how it became in your life. You were a heavy metal musician in New York. Yeah. Then you started step by step. You had a series of events in your life, including the death of some family members that were very traumatic for you. Mm -hmm. Your life changed dramatically. Mm -hmm. um, you were going through a huge time in your life of um, just reevaluation. It was a really big time for you to really 
go inward. Right. And this is kind of when it began. But people ask all the time, did you study with a teacher? Did you, um, was there a guru in India? Like, how did you? I am too lazy to study with a teacher, whether it comes to any, any part of my life. I really have to say that I was never the, as even as a musician, I would take, you know, two months of guitar lessons when I was a teenager, you know, two months of drum lessons. I was the kid that goes, you show me, show me. And then the person would play the drums and go, okay, okay, let me try. Let me try. Or play the guitar. Let me try. Let me hold it. And there's a good and a bad to that in those scenarios because you are flying by the seat of your pants. You have this energy within you that's in my astrological chart. I have so much fire of a Scorpio moon. It takes me into all these deep levels. So I, I am definitely not a fair example. And I have so many students and so many, many of my students are watching this. And I tell them, I so honor you for being able to take what I teach you about this because I was thrown into the deep end of the pool. I was had my first psychic mediumship experience when I was seven years old, which I'm talked about in another episode where I communicated with someone who passed over who I didn't know, had no, no knowledge of, but I was a child and I blurted it out. Mm -hmm. That was the first acknowledgement of those around me. Now channeling is, as you know, is very different because not all mediums or all psychics are channels. Not all psychics are mediums because mediums communicate with those who have crossed over and psychics are able to tune into various life events. And not all psychics or mediums are channelers. I, I do all three. So I have the spirit guides who come through me give psychic messages to each person who's in my group. So we've been doing two or three groups every year for the last 14 years. It's almost 2,000 circles including private circles. So if you guys want to know what, what I do, the circle of light is something you can look up on, on our YouTube channel. So channeling is when you're stepping in to a deeper part of your, your, your consciousness somewhere else, but right. you're stepping out. Right. So I forgot what the question was. Cause you well, you know, the thing is you've talked about trans channeling I mean, literally at this point, thousands of times. <laughs> and there's like a million different ways you can actually talk about it. And it doesn't get old and it doesn't get, uh, you know, it, less, less shocking because it is something that is such an unusual characteristic. However, mm -hmm. if you look back in history, you'll see that trans channeling has been around since the beginning of time. It's one of the oldest modalities. And, you know, well, some yeah. say the Bible was channeled and, and you know, many, many do yeah. because it was, there were prophets who recited um, and, Do, were, and were channeling. So if you don't even use the word channeling, because mm -hmm. now everybody's such a stickler for words. So mm -hmm. what we are talking about is strictly in the metaphysical, new age, spiritual understanding. Mm -hmm. Right, we can't talk about what do all the other belief systems believe because everybody out there has their own stuff who's True. watching. So we're at this channel and this podcast, we're always talking about those who understand this expanded reality doesn't have any dogma, doesn't have any any rules in that respect. But we understand, and even the indigenous tribes, they always had a shaman or a mystic in the tribe that communicated messages from the ancestors. So this is, I believe channeling is a part of humanity. I think and I feel that this is a very natural thing, right? You know, I always mm -hmm. say that that there's no such thing as a supernatural. It's just the natural that you don't know about yet. That the paranormal is not the, 
the paranormal. It's the normal that exists, but you don't know about that yet. You don't understand it yet. So you call it the paranormal, but it's normal. It is normal. I mean, if I were to describe it in a technological format, mm. I would say that trans channeling is more like you are, your instrument is like a transformer, like a radio transformer, and you're picking up signals and that signal comes through the airwaves exactly. and is delivered. That's very, very, very accurate because the spirit guides speak in their frequencies. You're a frequency, I'm a frequency, our frequency and our voice can be measured. Now there's ways to measure the frequency of your body and your energy, which is a testament to that auras exist as the electromagnetic field around you. Mm -hmm. So all of these things that have been in metaphysical understanding are now being spoken about in, in scientific terms. Mm -hmm. Not that I care at all, but it's interesting that those who are on the fence need that to validate it for them. Yeah. Right? Because here we're starting to see our ultimate goal is oneness that we all start to honor and understand that there's more here, right? Well, in my experience, you know, I was raised very religious mm -hmm. and I got out of religion in my early 20s. And then I went into transformational kind of motivational type of work. Right. And I did that for seven years and everything was intensive. So there was like, no, nothing casual. This has been my field of study. And then when I met you and I started learning, listening, and paying attention to the words that were coming through from the guides, I noticed that there was a universal language that they were speaking. Because, you know, right. love is a universal language and they speak from love. And you can tell because every single thing that is said ends in positivity of healing, growth, enlightenment, expansion, happiness, joy, love all together for all people. That includes all, every, every right, religion. So right. it doesn't matter what religion you come from, these teachings kind of just fit into every genre because it's yeah. not about a dogma. It's not about trying to fit into any kind of lines or any borders. Mm -hmm. It's really about um, self-expression and expansion of the consciousness. Mm -hmm. So this is where I became very enlightened and excited and happy to see that this existed. Well, it existed and, and you didn't even know that you were doing it. And people who are watching, you guys, you, you are a channel. Whatever you do where you step out of the way and allow flow to flow and land where it lands without you controlling it too much, we're not talking about being out of control. We're talking about releasing or easing up on control so you're flowing with it. It's more of a dance that wherever you do that, that's where you're channeling. Some people channel painting, some people channel singing, some people channel doing their taxes or being an accountant. It is where, you now what is a channel, right? We have the English channel, we have the Suez Canal. Canal and channel are the same, uh, same words, basically. It's an opening through which water flows. So as a channeler, I'm the opening through which the spirit guides flow. But what do you do to achieve that state? So you, you mentioned that I was a musician. I am a musician. And, and for me, uh, growing up in the Bronx in New York City, and I was born in, and as you know, I was born in Harlem in New York City and then the Bronx, there wasn't this kind of spirituality. And I didn't come from, my mom was a psychic or my grandmother was a psychic, like a lot of psychics have that history. So I was, again, thrown into the deep end. I was a sensitive kid. 
who could feel spirits and one thing led to another, usually life has to to beat the shit out of you, obviously, for you to listen sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was I was sensitive and stubborn, but that's protection. When you channel, you have to use your sensitivity as your strength rather than a weakness or a vulnerable feeling. It's it's a strength. It's like a, a magnetic energy. Your sensitivity becomes a magnetic energy to allow that to come through you. So it's the same thing when you're really playing music, right? Uh, playing music helped. So a lot of channelers, they actually have an artistic background or some life events have happened which were very traumatic or all of them together. So now you met and was introduced to Alex Murray, who was a trans channel mm-hmm. in New York City, yes. who had just recently passed. Mm-hmm. And we're so grateful that you were able to interview him on in his last days. You, we literally flew to New York and, yeah. and we'll be releasing that soon. But when you went to go see him, mm. it was a it was kind of a fluke and you didn't even really know what it was. And then you sat there and you asked questions about your band and it wasn't like anything to do with you were interested in what he was doing. You just were fascinated with your messages. Right. I was 27 years old. That's the number nine in numerology. When you add two and seven means you're ending a cycle. So I was 27 and I was experiencing all these, you know, when you have the, everything is coming down at you at once. Uh, my mom had passed away years earlier, had a best friend who had committed suicide. Um, uh, my, my band was already together for, for several years. I was trying to make it as a musician. And I was going with those normal questions that all of you guys go when you go to a healer or a psychic. And this was my last rope. And someone said, there's this guy who channels. And when I met Alex Murray, my whole life made sense and changed and didn't make sense all at once. Well, I love the story when he said, when he was channeling mm. and the guide channeling through him said to you one day that you're going to be doing this. And I was like, give me <laughs> <Yeah>, my <right. laughs> 40 bucks back. Right. Yeah. Because I didn't believe it. And it took nine years. Yeah. It took me nine years to actually listen to that message because I wasn't giving up on what my plan and what, what my goal was. I was so tunnel vision Mm -hmm. and I'm getting direct messages. Now, mind you, I loved going to that channeling circle. I saw people's lives transformed. It was helping me stay on the planet and make sense of my life. I loved those messages. But when it came to, look, this is what you're going to be doing. And they never pressed it. They would tell me once a year I would get that message. I had such, because I have seen you channel in front of so many people over the years, when I had the opportunity to be in New York and witness the first time Alex Murray came to one of your channeling circles. That was a raising day to have your teacher watch you do, you know, he was my teacher, but he never taught me actually one-on-one. No. He never, it was through conversations Mm -hmm. and just my love for him and and watching him. He always said to me when, I, when it first started happening that I was feeling the spirit guides around me, I called up Alex and, and I said, Alex, either I'm going crazy or there's spirit guides trying to give messages and I, I've been writing them down and they seem to be coming true. And he said, you know, well, he was so casual because he was so masterful. And he, he said, well, you know, Riz, uh, the longer you hang around the barbershop, <laughs> you're going to end up in the chair getting a haircut. Right. I had to think about that. I said, right, because I kept going to the circles and it rubbed off. 
Um, like I was saying earlier, I just was never the, the I was never made of the stuff to sit and and take lessons. Well, I'm sure there's people out there that want to know what a spirit guide is. Spirit guides are highly evolved beings who are master teachers who are not no longer going to incarnate. They're not going to come back to the planet as a human or anything else. They have achieved that status, and their job is not to give you things. They're not here. You don't say, spirit guides, can you make that thing happen? You can say it, but that's not what they're here for. That's very old traditional religious stuff. Ask, you know, ask for it and, you know, it's just going to be given to you. No, it is about now what we're understanding is about manifestation is your energy, your frequency. And the spirit guide's job is to help you understand the frequency that you are operating on and how you're creating your reality. Mm -hmm. So they help you to connect the dots understand signs, symbols, go deep into understanding the psyche and then understanding the psychic realm as well, understanding that you have a higher self, understanding dreams, putting this whole puzzle together better than you do. Mm -hmm. And so that's their job. And when you learn that, you're on your own way to becoming a spirit guide one day. So this is your training. And some people call spirit guides angels and, you know, you know, they have different names for them. Ancestors. Wisdom teachers. Wisdom ancestors, teachers. The watchers. The watchers. The universe. Right. And people sometimes have asked me over the years, they get confused. They're like, so do you believe in God? Right. Because religion and its archaic way of speaking will say that uh, if you channel, mm -hmm. that means you are acting as the ultimate you know, God in your life, and there is no higher power above you. So therefore you are in blasphemy and you must be oh, well, working gonna, I, in When people some, are set on believing like, something. Like I can just yeah. go on and on with the crazy beliefs that, I mean, it's insane, uh, the things I've to, heard. You don't even have to address but that. I, but I will say that um, nobody knows what, who, and how, or to, you can't describe what God is. But you can only say that it's... You can describe what it is to you. Yeah, you can yeah. describe what it is to you, that it's higher intelligence. You can talk about um, the experience you have with God. Mm -hmm. And we all share our own version of that experience. And um, in my in my view, God is love. Mm -hmm. And so uh, people... And in my view, love is God. And people see us. <laughs> there's people who are, un, you know, they're not educated in the, these topics and they can look at us and hear us. Well, and, because if you go, and they yeah, get I'm, confused and they say, oh, that means that you are, I've heard things like, um, you need to repent. Oh my and God. Look, we live in a world where if you're the devil black, and all that, if you're wearing black, that's dark and if right. you're white, but this is very archaic. This is extremely is. archaic information. I mean, yeah. it's not advanced yeah. because the color you know, the color you wear is just by choice because you choose to wear a color. And first of all, just to say something, everything comes from black. And everything, everything com comes from blackness. Right. And we believe all that colors come from blackness. It's not the other way around. The womb, the soil, all of it, space. Yeah. But we all come mm -hmm. from God. So when I've had conversations with my religious family member, mm -hmm. a religious family member, we've gotten into these arguments yeah. because she says, 
Oh, honey, I'm so relieved to find out you believe in God and not witchcraft and all that. And I said, it's all God. It's something everything, to address. Yeah, everything is know, God. Because you guys out there, I call, I, I call, used to be called the weird ones, people who you guys are watching us and, and are living what we talk about. Look, I just call you the rainbow sheep of the family. The rainbow sheep meaning that you're not you're not the black sheep of the family in this in the old definition. It means you are taking in all this whole wide spectrum of life and reality and you're studying and you're an explorer. You you're interesting in what you're saying because you're still willing to talk to people about it who are on on the other side of it. It depends on my mood. Sometimes I'm when I'm with a person who's obviously being really judgmental and doesn't understand um and considers like what you do if you if you look like us or you dress like us or you talk like us then you're of what they call the dark side who cares what are we even talk why are we even giving these people airtime in your life you don't need these people to giving you airtime in your life you're not judging them but they're judging you so make sure you just don't stay judging them and stay in your own light stay in your own magic and that actually is part of channeling right i do it in front of people right right there's a, a room full of 50 people there's been 100 people at times and i have to and they all have their own different moods they're all worried or excited or on the fence or didn't want to be there somebody dragged them to a channeling circle but doesn't matter all they bring all their stuff and they bring all their spirit guides in the room so the moment i step into the room and i'm about to step sit in, in the chair mm -hmm. i can completely get overwhelmed by all of their stuff right but i'm here for them mm -hmm. because i believe in this work and channeling is so profound i've seen so many lives changed i've it's unbelievable yeah right? the biggest thing that so i have to keep my energy in here right. so how can i allow all these people's belief systems you guys you can't live your life um kowtowing to other people's belief systems that's impossible and if anything we've learned over the last two three years is that your belief systems are going to make your reality, whether you're walking around anxious or paranoid or thinking the world's going to end, all that stuff, or you're understanding that there's a big reset happening in the world, all of that stuff is colored by your beliefs. So you and I always talk about that channeling comes from, is so the messages that come through in channeling are so open and helping you to understand all the different belief systems. Well, I really love how you also are able to give messages from the other side in terms of the mediumship aspect of yeah. it. Because people who have lost, you know, uh, friends, family, and loved ones who have crossed over, they have a chance to, you know, hear direct messages that are very personal and that can only be told to them that they only know. And that comes through while you're channeling. So I love that there's that integration. I find that to be unique mm. and very um, unusual. And I love that part of it the most because I see so so much healing happens. Yeah. I, I, I've i just been going with the flow with my channeling. I never knew what it was going to be. I never knew there were going to be psychic messages. I didn't know anything. All I knew was that I had to do this. This was a calling. And the way that I first started channeling was practicing meditation because i get a lot of um, questions from people about can i do what you do i want to do what you do and i tell you whether you can do what i do or do it half as good as me or twice as good as me whatever it is it is about are you cut out for this first of all because everybody can learn how to sing better you you have a voice right now at the present state today you can sing the way you sing right now 
But if you took lessons, you could be better. Now, you may not sing like Bruno Mars or whoever, but you'll be better. So I will teach a person how to open up their third eye so that they can channel better than they are now, mm -hmm. how to quiet the mind and, and understand how to do this. So I think we should talk about it. I think definitely, because we're going to do two parts, obviously, to this. We can do many, many parts. We can do many, many parts. But what I'll say, um, kind of capsulizing a little bit of this episode, is that if you really let go to the infinite possibilities of what reality could be, I'm like a tour guide that has been up around these mountains many, many times. I know these mountains, you might say, very well. So I'm just coming back with my information for people. So the idea that I can tell you everything there is about channeling, it's impossible because I'm still alive, you know? I mean, I haven't been, <laughs> well, I don't remember all the other dimensions, but the point is that I'm just sharing with you where I've been. I think any good teacher has to tell you where they've been and what they've seen. So it's true. Well, this has been amazing that we've been able to squeeze this all in <laughs> in this short period of time. Well, but I just want to say thank you so much for just bringing this to the, to the table. I think it's important for everybody to know this part about you and you're letting people into your inner world. And I, I love that. Mm. And that's why we're doing this podcast. So I just, you know, until next time, I mean, this is you know, this is the end of this episode, but we will be back right. to talk more about trans channeling mm -hmm. and we will carry on. Yeah. But until next time, we'll see you guys later. Yeah. Watch part two and don't forget to like and comment and subscribe to the channel if you haven't. And uh, I cannot wait to talk more about channeling. So thank you. Thank, thank you. Honey. you. You're right. welcome. Peace.